0: You're listening to Rock Bottom Radio, broadcasting from deep in the turf net zone. Here's your host, Randy Wilson. How to make the big money as a superintendent.
1: And get the big stress, too. Hello and welcome to Rock Bottom Country Club, where today we're going to tell you how to make the big money as a superintendent. With me today is Ludell. Hey, y'all. Question is, in light of today's increased stress load and the resultant mental pressures,
0: do you really want... Before we get all worked up sharing our expert opinions, maybe we should tell folks why we've been off there all summer. Well, we've been on a hiatus. Is that like a hernia? Rock Bottom
1: Radio has been on a summer break because we theorize that folks in golf maintenance
0: just don't have time in the summer for lengthy podcasts. Can't you say it diplomatic instead of being so agnostic about it? English really is your second language, isn't it? Don't make fun of my interpretive pronunciations.
1: I can't help it. You butcher three words per paragraph.
0: Like what?
1: Well, like croquet. Yesterday I heard you telling a foursome that we were going to put in Crockett courts.
0: This is American. We speak American, not French, in case you didn't know. This ain't Alsace and Lorraine. What time is it? Uh, clock on the oven says
2: 375. Hey, Boof, Cletus, how y'all doing? Y'all gonna play? No, we want to hear about making the big money. Yeah, we want to be big-time superintendents.
0: You want to be corporate superintendents or that upper 5%? Well, what's the difference? Well, upper 5% has to be highly skilled in both turf and club
1: diplomacy.
2: If you mean kowtowing, I ain't so good at that. How about, uh, corporate golf?
1: Well, if you desire to be a big corporate golf superintendent, you have to learn corporate stuff.
0: Uh, give me an example. Well, you have to be able to write gee whiz bang performance appraisals while remaining, uh, legal. You have to be objective, not subjective. You know, just the facts, ma'am.
2: I don't get
1: it. He means no flowery praise or glowing adjectives like how wonderful the employee is, how great they are. You just have to state the facts.
0: You mean like this employee can't mow a straight line and he smells bad? Yeah, pretty much, but more like uh, he or she always shows up on time, does the assigned task, and only bitches about having to push up flash bunkers after a storm.
1: Here, this will help you understand. I'll read from one of my performance appraisals back when I was on the crew at a big muni. says here, okay, employee has reached rock bottom and continues to dig. (laughs) Dad really had a way with words, didn't he?
2: Alright, what else do I have to know?
1: Spraying procedures and protocol. You have to know how to fill out chemical reports and how to mix up secret formulas and when to spray and when not to spray.
0: And how to keep two sets of spray records in case some inspectors show up. He's just making that up. You also have to keep records of your measurable grooming standards.
2: What's that?
0: You know, mowing heights, turf firmness. Wait, how do you measure firmness? Well, the big money folks use the penetrometer. I hate that name. Sounds like a bad plot device in a risque sci-fi movie. We use the
1: Casey firmness method, invented by Casey Coff. Just take a ball out on the fairway and throw it straight down. If it sticks, you need to stop watering for a month. If it bounces up and hits you in the eye, you need to start watering. If it pops up to waist height, well, you're in the Goldilocks zone. It's just right.
0: Another thing big-timers do is keep meticulous records of turf disease outbreaks. Like, uh, this year it's
2: bipolaris. What's bipolaris?
1: It's when you get two polarises. Anyway, there was a time in golf, too far back for the current young folks running golf courses to remember, but there was a time when being a superintendent was relaxed, laid back, and a whole lot of fun without all the stress, pressure, and negative energy we have today.
3: Y'all need to quit fooling around with this radio show. Stop your yammering and get to work. Everything slows down around here. Every time y'all go on the air, we need to speed things up.
1: Mama, you remember back when Chip Kelly took his hurry-up offense to the NFL? They led the league in penalties, mostly caused by the offensive line because they was in such a hurry they didn't know what the play was. Same thing happens with your crew. Rush, 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 and pretty soon they burn out. Mistakes begin to build up. And before you know it, wham! A disaster.
0: Yeah, didn't you see that picture on Tweety of that feller that sprayed his greens dead last week? He's probably in a big hurry. Rush, 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 and wham! Don't wham me. Oh, sorry.
3: Now let's quit jabbering and get to work. I promised the Women's Association I'd build them a restroom so they don't have to go into the woods like barbarians.
1: I'll go in the woods. That's
3: what I said. Mama,
1: I believe promising golfers too much is kind of like that World War II movie, A Bridge Too Far. I think we're
0: trying for one project too many.
3: Huh. You know, we do need a new walking bridge on 13. Add that to the list.
0: Or I wish you'd keep your big yap shut.
2: Hey, Mama, some golfer out there is complaining about your low-inputs methods. Says he's a turf truther, and if you don't show him some hard data, he's going to call BS on you on his tweety.
3: Did he give his real name?
2: No, but he's all decked out in college clothes from one of them universities he can't win in football. Probably got low self-esteem issues.
3: I don't put much stock in them Anonymouses. Ludell, you and Cletus go out there and dip them in the septic tank. That's pretty hard data.
0: Hey, come here, you. Hey, (laughs) hello. We were talking about how to make the big money as a superintendent. Well, I don't think it's such a good idea. What, talking about it or doing it? Remember what Granddaddy Colvin said, if they pay really well, they're going to take it out of your hide somehow.
1: Well, that's the message of this Ned talk. Better to be happy and relaxed at a mid- or low-level golf course than working down to your last nerve on some big-time course. I remember what Randy Nichols said when he escaped from Cherokee Town & Country Club. What'd he say? He said the next club he worked for would sell chewing tobacco in the clubhouse. Have a screen door on the pro shop, and there'd be hound dogs lying all about where the carts are parked.
0: What well, sounds like here?
3: Hey! Weren't you gonna come up with something to fix what the USGA broke with their flagstick rule?
0: I'm working on it, Mama, but you gotta be careful picking on the USGA on kind of they kind of thin-skinned when you criticize them. I ain't saying they ain't smart about this stuff. They just have a hard time thinking. You talking about the problem we got now with the golfers sticking their
1: huge fingers in the cup while the flag is still in?
3: That ain't all. They lean over doing a dainty little pirouette, lose their balance, and then grind up a dead spot with their ceramic spikes. Right near the cup.
0: That banker fellow got his big meaty hand wedged in so tight he jerked the cup out of the ground when he fell backward.
1: Me and Ludell have invented a device that pops the ball out of the cup to about four feet elevation.
0: Yeah, and if a cup ain't in straight, the ball comes out sideways and whops you in the privates. But, you know, like most evolutionary improvements, you learn real quick. Yeah, it's kind of like pain aversion therapy. How's it work? Oh, you trigger it with your smartphone. It gives off a warning beep when it's fixing to expel the ball.
3: All right. But how about if we have it play uh, Pop Goes the Weasel in time with the ejection?
0: All right, all right, all right. Let's talk about green speeds. High-paid superintendents have to deal with these so-called green speeds. Now, we don't do green speeds here because they don't make no sense. It ain't speed, it's a distance traveled measurement.
1: That's why we go with the more sensible WSR factor, or won't stop rolling. Golfers are fixated on a number to brag about,
0: you know, for wheelie waving, and we remove that with our WSR factor. That's right. When asked about green speed, we simply give them the following ratings. Either we got healthy greens, weak greens, near-dead greens, or completely dead greens. The next issue is the big time suck. Right. Most every superintendent has to deal with the big, huge time suck. But for big-time, high-paid superintendents, the biggest, hugest time suck is not bunkers. It's the meeting.
1: Big-time superintendents are almost always trapped in meetings, being praised one minute and reamed out the next. Board members and committees get to purse swinging, and before you know it, they start making more demands than a gathering of college-age collectivists.
0: And that's where the real hiney biter lies waiting in ambush. See, the big time superintendent gets so used to the big money that they just can't stand on their feet and go all Johnny Paycheck and tell some boardroom tyrant to take that money. While earning
1: that big money, it's common to buy a nice house and two cars and send the kids to college and some people get too attached to the lifestyle. Then, well, then they feel trapped in a situation that has lost the fun that first brought them into
0: golf. That's why if you're on a good course working with good people, don't lust after that big-time job. It ain't all you think it is. Be happy where you are.
1: The polar opposite of big-time superintending is skeletal golf. But you don't necessarily have to end up down here. Unless you react like Dad did when he went big-time. Either way, it wouldn't hurt to start contemplating a couple of skeletal golf contingency plans. Hey, that
0: reminds me. Do you see where synthetic bunker edges are a thing now?
1: Yeah, that was one of our predictions way back in 2002.
0: I'm guessing won't be long till our holographic bunker prediction comes true.
2: I don't
1: know. I don't think so.
0: Oh, get your head out the synthetic sand and look around. The future is here. Folks don't take the future stuff that
1: well. Remember my robot prediction in 04? I got accused of writing (laughs) sci-fi. For story time today, we thought we'd tell you about way back in the 70s, when Dad finally made it to being a big-time superintendent. Norm left a great job on a Muni, with a house on the course, a truck, and Kayak, probably one of the very early golf course dogs. We didn't have geese back then, so Kayak just chased kids. Dad ended up on a top-ten course working for, well, let's just call him um, George and things were different than life on a laid-back muni. It was kind of stressful. Norm was unaware that George had been through 28 superintendents in the previous three years, and that most of his day would require meeting with George. George forced Norm to ride around with him in his golf cart until lunch, while detailing all the things he wanted. He wanted the parking lot lowered by three inches. George wanted a lake drained, and all the fish moved to another lake. He wanted a T moved four inches to the right. Every single day, Norm rode around with George, and every single day, George would want stuff. Every single day, George would drop Norm off at the shop and then say,
0: Norm, what has your crew been doing while you've been riding around?
1: See, the crew ignored Norm because they knew he would soon vanish, just like the previous 28 superintendents. During the afternoon periods, when Norm tried to get something done, George enjoyed calling Norm on the radio and asking the same question.
0: Where are you, Norm?
1: Dad would explain he was working on one of the assignments George had given him. Then George would flip out, claiming that he had not assigned that task, and he'd order a change, which Norm would carry out. After several months of this, Norm realized he had outlasted a couple dozen of the previous superintendents. So he became a little more confident, maybe too confident, as he mistakenly thought he was in charge. The crew was actually following orders, and things were looking good, At least until George called on the radio one evening, a little after six o'clock. Norm, where are you? Well, I'm down here at the shop catching up on paperwork, Norm patiently replied. Dad was good at paperwork, having lasted many years in the U.S. Army. What paperwork? George yelled into the radio. Norm could hear laughter in the background and realized George was probably calling from the pro shop. Minutes later, George called again. Unit two, this is unit one. State your location. Norm took a deep, calming breath and keyed the mic on his radio. Sir, I'm still down here at the shop working on payroll and next year's budget.
0: Say this is Unit 2 when I call you. Don't you know proper radio procedure?
1: Yes, sir, Norm answered, keeping his voice low. I was in the Army. I'm familiar with radio procedure.
0: You did it again, George bellowed.
1: Say Unit 2. Again, Dad could hear the pro shop personnel laughing in the background when George had the mic keyed. Unit two, Norm said.
2: No, 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 not like that,
1: George hollered, and the crowd in the pro shop laughed louder.
2: Say this is unit two, calling unit one.
1: Dad stared at the radio for several seconds while he thought about things. Things like how he was making more money than ever before. Like how he had a prestigious golf course, and soon he could buy a nice house, maybe even a car. Norm relaxed and pressed the mic. Unit one, this is unit two, over.
2: This is Unit 1. What do you want? Unit 2, I'm busy.
1: More background laughter. The crowd in the pro shop was growing. Unit 1, Dad's voice slipped into his razor blade on glass tone. I need you to come down here to the shop, over.
2: What for?
1: George screamed into the radio. Unit 1, you forgot to say Unit 2. This is Unit 1.
2: What the hell do you want me to come down there for?
1: George was foaming now. The background laughter had ceased. Unit 1, this is Unit 2. I need you to come down here and look in the trash can beside my desk. In said trash can, you'll find a walkie-talkie radio. You will retrieve said radio from the trash can and shove it up your ass, over. Thus ended Norm's foray into big-time superintending. He went back to small clubs and spent several years at a muni, going out the same way he came in as a pro superintendent. His last few years were his best ever doing part-time grounds maintenance for apartment complexes. It was a laid-back job that fit his character perfectly and allowed for all the golf he could play. There was no board, no willy-waving golfers, no meetings, no bunkers, no crew, and no purse-swinging bosses named George. All he had to do was watch out for the apartment complex owner, Mama.
0: You've been listening to Rock Bottom Radio broadcasting from deep in the turf net zone subscribe on itunes or stitcher for future episodes